Hey, Train 2.0 show podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us today. I want to share with you guys some of the stuff. And I'm testing out a new microphone right now, by the way. Sorry for jumping around on the intro. But thank you to Henry Akers, first off, for saying hi and listening. Henry is a coach in Sweden. Uh, you should follow him because he's a great guy, great coach, and has lots, uh, has a really positive message to offer. And I'm big on positivity. We want to turn that up in hockey. It's not that positivity doesn't exist in hockey. It's that we need to turn the volume on it up. So thank you, Henry, for just notifying me or suggesting that uh, we need to improve the audio quality. I agree 100%. I was just recording it off my phone. Now I've got my mic hooked up, or one of my mics. I've got a few. We're just testing this out. I've got my my road mic that normally sits on top of my camera. I've got that sitting in the cup holder of my car attached to my phone. So we'll see how that sounds. You guys let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So in the last week or so, been very busy on the ice. So my apologies on not recording recently, but I want to share with you guys what I've been learning on the ice just recently. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, what I'm aiming to do here is I'm aiming to create systems of content delivery so that even when I am busy, in fact, especially when I am busy on the ice, we're pulling that value that I'm delivering to these players and we're creating content out of it so that it's not lost, not that it ever is lost, but so that it's captured and you guys can take part of that as well. And so I've been working really hard on this, thinking about it and, you know, overcoming some limiting beliefs about hiring people to do this. And so I'm really excited because I think I've got some solutions sorted out for video capturing, editing, and just overall processing which is things that held me back because obviously when I when when you have time it's it's easy to do these things yourself but then when you're all of a sudden coaching four five six hours a day then that all changes so I'm wanting to get better deliver you guys more content more value and do a better job of capturing it so that's what I've been doing the last few days and I'm hoping that you guys will see more stuff a better approach and get more value out of this. So it all started with the blog article on the finishers formula. And one of the interesting things is that I made a decision to become a goal scorer. Now, what do I mean by decision? I think a lot of people regard that word lightly or maybe don't understand. I'm just gonna adjust the mic here maybe don't really understand the idea of like a decision. Like we decide little things every day, but I'll give you the example of one time my, my girlfriend's brother, who's vegan, he's one of the most vegan vegans you can find. He made the decision overnight to become vegan. Like that's what I call a decision. And he's never gone back since like, never gone back and he didn't just go like part vegan he went like full vegan like I don't have honey I don't have you know whatever just these gelatin like he doesn't have sugar for this reason that reason 
and whatever you believe about veganism or whatever, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is he made the decision. He decided, like he, every part of his body resolved, body and mind resolved to say, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am now. And I've made a few other decisions like that as well. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys can think of a time you just like decided, you just decided to commit your whole body, your whole mind, your whole life to taking this on. And so I did that with goal scoring because, you know, I wanted to score goals a lot and I think everyone does, but it wasn't until I decided to become a goal scorer that my commitment level changed and the things I was looking at changed. Now you can't just kind of manufacture these like decisions all the time, but you can just be conscious of it. And probably if there's something that's been nagging at you for a while, you know, there's probably this way to be like, there might be this consciousness that might bubble up because of this podcast that says, Hey, I'm going to decide, I'm going to throw out all the other excuses and I'm going to commit my mind, my body, everything, my identity to this now. And so that's what I did with goal scoring. And be like, again, look at my stats. I'm not, or I wasn't a goal scorer. I was a good playmaker. I had points some year, some points other years, less points other years, known for being good defensively, smart, uh, intense, bringing my highest effort every game, blah, blah, blah important things, but never known as a goal scorer. What changed as soon as I started my decision or as soon as I decided and committed to being a goal scorer? Well, now I knew I was committed and I knew I had to find a way. There was no excuse anymore. I had to get the results. And so I started looking at the releases and the footwork behind it. And you can see that in the blog article that I wrote called Finisher's Formula Part 1. But then the Finisher's Formula Part 2, which I just released yesterday, is all about tension. Because what I said was after I figure out these different releases, the different footwork patterns for the releases, then I needed to figure out how to transition from normal skating or deking to those releases. What I've found is really the next wave, the next generation of hockey. With Train 2.0, I knew I was searching for something. I knew I was searching for something. I didn't quite know what, but I found it. It's this awareness of tension. And what I mean by this is, I don't know where you are right now, maybe you're standing, driving, whatever. So, you know, based on your situation, just like, you know, I guess imagine it, or if you can stand or whatever, that's great too. But just notice how if you align your skeleton to relate to gravity, then a lot of tension just disappears from your muscles. So if you stand kind of up straight and stack your spine on top of each other, then all of a sudden your muscles relax. But if you kind of lean over one way or the other, all of a sudden your muscles fire up to kind of keep you in balance, right? You can probably feel like as you lean one way, your your muscles in the opposite direction fire and tense 
in order to keep you upright. The interesting thing with hockey is that hockey is such like a, it's built on top of skating and skating is such a complex skill. It's actually quite a scary skill. You're on slippery ice. You have to hold an edge. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that are very complex about skating. And so what I think is that a lot of people hold tension in their bodies, especially with skating, and they don't know about it. They're not aware of it. They've done it forever, and they, they're not aware that if they align their skeleton in a different way, they can let all that tension go. Adding to this problem is drone coaches who say, bend your knees. And again, I'm not against bending your knees. You have to bend your knees, but the cue often gets misconstrued because sometimes to bend your knees, you need to hold tension. If we talk about soft and bouncy ankles, the knees automatically bend and, and you have no tension, you're relaxed. So what I think with hockey is that there are some players who have released all attention. I think of Erasmus Dahlin. I think of a Connor McDavid. I think of a Nikita Kucherov, a Goudreau. I think of these players as having released all tension because they figured out how to align their structure in a way to let it all go. But because hockey is such a complex sport and there's so many coaches that are using, you know, fake learning or, you know, they're drone coaches or, or they just, you know, or they're great people, but they just don't know better. And there's so much misinformation. Players get stuck with so much tension in so many movements and then they can't allow freedom of expression, freedom of movement. Because when you don't have tension, you have this complete freedom of movement. It's just totally free. You can react. It's absolutely the best. You think it and it happens, right? It's kind of like, ma <laughs> it's like magic. It's the sensation of magic. You think the puck there and it, it goes there. There's no kind of intermediary step that where, where things might not occur, where you're like, oh, I want the puck to go here, but I'm not 100% sure I trust my backhand, or I'm not 100% sure I trust myself pulling it this way. That's the way a lot of players play, with tension. They're like, I wanna do this, but I don't trust my body to do that. Let that sink in. That's how so many players play the game. But if you look at Rasmus Dahlin, or you look at Eric Carlson, or you look at McDavid, or you look at Crosby, just think for a moment. Imagine, do you, do you think they have those thoughts? Do you think they're going like, oh, I need to move the puck from A to B and I don't trust my mechanics? No, they're thinking, move the puck A to B and it happens. It's like magic, it feels like magic. And I can tell you this with 100% certainty on my part because I'm experiencing this now for the first time in 27 years. <laughs> it's like incredible. I think the puck there and it goes there. 
I think shoot the puck there and it goes there too. There's no trust issues. There's no fear. There's no tension. Now for me, what I need to do is I need to pattern that relaxation response, pattern that alignment because I'm used to holding tension and sloppy mechanics for so long or tense mechanics for so long. So I'm working now on, now that I've found the feeling of alignment and relaxation and trust, now that I've found that feeling, now it's about patterning that feeling and growing that feeling into more areas of my game. So I think that's all for now. There's much more I'd like to say, but I want to let these thoughts permeate and we will revisit them. This is a telling you this is a line of thinking that is going to grow we're going to grow it it connects the mind and body in hockey in a way that's never been done before if you want to dive deeper into this i suggest you read the inner game of tennis or the inner game of golf or the inner game of skiing or i think mind body mastery by dan millman or The Art of Learning. All of these books I've read, and they all describe this in maybe different words. So that might help you if you haven't read them already. And what what I've been able to do now is to figure out how does this apply specifically to hockey and to my situation. And I'm hoping that that allows me to apply it to your situation and and to help you. I think the unique thing with hockey is, well, there's a couple unique things. There's the culture, there's the drone coaching, there's the misinformation of all the cues, the fake learning. Remember, fake learning is is similar to fake news. It's like you take an aspect of reality, which is like, for example, knee bend, and then you create whole coaching paradigms and cues around that it, but it distorts the learning it's not it's not this authentic feeling I think there's that and then I think there's the complexity of the sport whereas like let's say in golf for example most people can stand there and have relaxed structures their, their bodies can be relaxed well you can't do that in hockey or it's harder to do that in hockey because you're on a slippery surface right with melty ice or you know what whatever that you're, you're gliding and sliding on so I think those unique aspects of hockey make this an interesting challenge for all of us and you know we're gonna have it's gonna be fun to unpack this and and like let me just promise you I, I, I I'm going to promise I'm gonna guarantee I'm gonna predict this that the players who embrace this are going to see a dramatic change in their game and are going to get dramatic results. I've like, and, and, and by that I mean, if you embrace this, you're going to play pro. Like, that, like, if you want to. Whereas I think before, you might have done all the work possible with the information that was available and 
I think then there, there, you'd still be, sometimes there, you'd, be, you'd end up being a player that just like can't make it. And that was always his big mystery. I'm going to predict that it's no longer a mystery. That if you want to put in the work, if you're going to commit to this, you can get where you want to go. Now, I'm not saying NHL. I'm not saying you're going to be the best in the world. But I'd suggest that all the pros have figured this out. Not consciously. Only a few have figured this out consciously. But they've figured this out and they're reaping the benefits. And you can too. Really excited to come on this ride with you. Please check out the blog articles that I've written on the subject and reach out and say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you're thinking about this topic and my words because your feedback on my words, in particular what's unclear, is very helpful to me in refining my thought so that I can help you more. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep it up. That was a bad outro. So I'll just say bye-bye.